No Ketchup Chicago. Catch up sports talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick on the line. Happy Friday, my G. What's going on? Sunny Friday out here in the shy. Beautiful. You already know. Uh-huh. We're gonna talk segment one. We're gonna talk about the hot stories today, stuff that really piqued our interest. James Harden sat down with Rachel Nichols of ESPN and talked about the Giannis Antetokounmpo all-star pick highlights. Or not highlights, but the draft pick comments on why he didn't pick Harden. We're going to talk about that. James was not feeling that. James is upset. Giannis is taking a couple (laughs) shots at James. Yeah, he has. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, he's feeling himself. I mean, and he has every right to that. Every right. 99 and 1, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it might be. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about those comments. We're going to talk about is James Harden underappreciated. We're going to go from there. We'll go running with that. Jerry Jones spoke on Dak Prescott and the deal from the Combine. It looks like he was sitting on some type of a bus. Some people got on the bus. And, you know, people come to Jerry to talk. Anytime Jerry wants to talk, people are going to show up. So Jerry, He holds court. He holds he court. Holds he doesn't court. have conversations. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And it's funny. The cameras always seem to know where he's at. Like you said, on a bus. It doesn't matter where he is. On the beach, he's ready for a press conference. He's I think he's got a media crew on deck. <laughs> <laughs> he got like a separate a separate text thread. He's, he's like, he's I'm, got the app. I'm ready he's to got speak. The app. He pushed a button. It's like Uber for a fucking camp press conference. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about Jerry Jones and uh, the Dak <laughs> the Dak contract. If you rock with us and have been listening to us, you know where we stand on the contract. But uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a deep dive into it. Segment two, we're gonna do a, a little. Who am I? I'm going to read off some stats, shoot out where a player's from, and add, I'm going to give more and more clues on the, who it is, and we'll see if Nick can guess that person. Um, he's going to do the same for me. Who am I? And they're both Hoopers, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to close it on Chicago only and talk uh, the Cubs and the Marquee Network and them not having a television deal. Sure. That's a big problem. So... It's early, but we're going to touch on that. Let's get rocking. Yes, sir. Yo, what's good? The dog is inside. You good? Inside, man. Man, Nick was stressed. Yo, I got an 80-pound puppy that doesn't want to listen to nobody, man. So I'm trying to – I had to wrangle her in. You know what I'm saying? I wanted her to freeze while we were doing the podcast. But she's in now. She's good. Okay. Say less. Um, Also, before we we get into the sports – your girl's got you watching Love is Blind on Netflix, yeah? Man, yeah. So look, like, I like many other fellas out there, bro. If you haven't if you haven't um this is like the new show that's taken over all the memes and all that shit. You remember like that Bird Box movie which was awful, but everybody watched it because it was all the memes and all that shit. It's I thought that much, shit was alright, but yeah. That movie was ass, but uh <laughs> it's pretty much the same type thing where everybody's talking about it so you have to watch it and yeah, man, she wrote me into watching this show, man. It's uh, it's it's interesting to say the What's least. What's it about again? It's essentially so pretty you... much what they do is they take a whole bunch of people and they put them, um, they take them to a place or whatever, 
and there's a whole bunch of little like rooms that are separated by a wall, right? Like a thin wall you can talk to, like almost like a confessional at church, you know what I mean? And you'll go on a date with this person where you sit and you get to know them. You guys can't see each other, but you're just able to like to sit and talk in these little pods. So like the premise of the show is like trying to build a relationship with someone without any physical, you know, any physical stuff out there. How so, long do they talk? So the way I'm seeing it, it seems like a couple hours per day and you kind of rotate on these different dates. And then eventually, so like there's two parts of the show. The first part is doing that. And the second part is when they actually follow five couples that decide to go through and get married. Because at the end of it, you're supposed to get married. So it's like you end with an engagement. You engage to someone that you're Wait, proposing before to someone. you see them or you engage yes, to them through yes. the wall? No, you, you propose to them through the wall. And oh, then the wow. next day you see them. And then they took them on some trip to like Mexico where right. they reveal all the other couples because you had dated all these other couples too. Right, so like, let's say me and you are on it. Oh, we'll have time so with, then like, people start flipping and shit. Yeah, you start being like, "Oh, that's Buddy!" Like, "Oh shit!" Which is exactly what's happening, right? Yeah. Like the catch on the show is this. So like, what would make the sh- the thing that like kind of gets me about the show is it's all like attractive people. You know what I mean? Like, it's nobody where it's like, "Oh, they oh shit, nobody I can't up believe." I- yeah, bro. There's nobody who's like OD. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's right. all like all the dudes are in shape. All the chicks have body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that. There's one dude who was short, and like his, you could tell his chick definitely wasn't feeling like the short dude thing. Right. <laughs> like that dynamic is real interesting. Yeah. Um. There was another dude who, once he ended up getting engaged to the chick, he wants to then tell her that like he used to be bisexual and shit. Oh, he and didn't mention that like, in the box though. And she's like, bro, like you were the whole point of the pod was you're supposed to be honest. He's like, well, you're, you're homophobic. And she's like, no, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, says, no, you're yeah. telling too much. Cause I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, now. bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go see it. But like, either way, like it's interesting. Spoiler um, alert. It's stupid. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting. You might want to cut that part out, but, um, yeah, it's, it's stupid, bro. It's, it's fucking stupid, but it's one of those shows. You got a lady, she's going to want to watch it. You got to just bite the bullet and watch it. It's entertaining, though. Yeah, so I think... It's one yeah. of those shit where you're watching, be like, what would I do in this situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. Yeah. My shorty uh, my shorty would definitely rock with that. She loves... Yeah, she, she will watch. You'll be watching this. She works hard during the day. So, like, when she gets home, she's not trying to... That's some something that she could just veg out to and, and laugh and kick it. So, exactly. Yeah, I'm have to turn it on. Wait till her homies get a hold of it, and then you'll be you'll be watching. <laughs> so y'all early, huh? <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, I, I, bro, it's it, now it's like all, now I'm finally seeing like all the memes and shit. But you know, it's it's a it's an interesting show. But again, I can't stress like if they had thrown some ugly motherfuckers in there, it would have really been a funny show because it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, because you know, half, right? half the problem is right. like, like you somebody, can't see this motherfucker. Some dude with like a beer belly, like, oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but it's funny, bro. Yeah. yeah, watch it, man. It's funny. Okay, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to peep. Yep. Let's move over to James Harden. Sat down with Rachel Nichols, and I'm gonna play the clip for you, but essentially. James feels disrespected. That's the that's the vibe you get the whole time he's talking to Rachel is that he's disrespected. He's not getting enough respect. I'm one of the best players y'all have ever seen. Essentially, you won't appreciate me till I'm gone. And um, but y'all love this seven footer that just runs to the rim and dunks the ball, is what he said. All right. 
So if you guys remember during All Star Week, James Giannis was picking and didn't pick James, and said, "I want a guy that's going to pass the ball. I'm not taking Harden." Barkley laughed and said, "You don't want the dribbler," and Giannis said, "I want someone that's going to pass the ball. Give me Kimball Walker." This is James Harden speaking to Rachel Nichols about the Rockets winning the NBA championship. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And win games, and that's what we'll be trying to do. You do have people talking about some of the stereotypes that have blown up around you. Charles Barkley, when they had the All-Star draft, was saying, oh, no one wants to take James Harden. He's a dribbler. Giannis Antetokounmpo makes a joke on the air about, uh, I want to take someone who can pass. I'm taking Kemba Walker instead of James Harden. I have his more assists than him, I think. You ranked 10th in assists going into the All-Star break, and Kemba ranked 36th in assists going into the All-Star break. So I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see what the joke is. But I don't even, I, I didn't even see it. And I don't, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I just know none of them can mess with me. <laughs> well, Daryl Morey, your general manager, had a great line to kind of address all of that. He said, being different doesn't really get appreciated until it works. Yeah, or when I'm done. Uh, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, um, you know, they'll appreciate it more. You know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I gotta actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill, you know? I'll take that any day. Do you think that in the end, a title is gonna give you the respect that you think yeah, you deserve? I mean, it is, and I will get it. You feel confident about that? Yes, very. I like it, thank you. The biggest premise from the audio quick is Harden feels underappreciated. It kind of seems like he feels the Rockets aren't getting enough pub as they should, and they should be considered title favorites like Milwaukee or the Lakers or the Clippers. And um, he don't seem very happy about it. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, man. I, I and, and, and you got to know, like, for him to say something, because he's generally a pretty, like, reserved dude, um, you know, he's obviously pissed off about it. And I think that was probably just the tip of the iceberg. But, like, yeah, man, looking at it from his perspective, man, he's putting up historical numbers, right? Really, like, over the last, like, three years, the numbers have been through the roof. At one point this year, he was almost averaging 40 points a game. Uh, the Rockets were, what, one game away from the NBA Finals two years ago. Um, you know, consistently winning a lot of games, and they're actually having a good year this year, but nobody's really talking about them, other than the fact that they decided not to play a big man. But I think in that same stretch, and we talked about it last week, haven't they won, like, 9 of 10 or 8 of 9 or something like that, and they, they blew the brakes off Memphis the other night? Um, so yeah, he's probably just sick of the disrespect, man. He said, I'm out here putting up video game numbers and y'all want to talk about everybody else. Y'all want to love Luka Doncic, but I'm over here putting up beyond Luka's numbers. Right. So like, he's just like, everybody else is getting all this respect. Y'all love Giannis. Y'all love Luka. Y'all love all these other dudes, but I'm out here putting up crazy numbers and my team is winning ball games, but I'm disrespected and I'm called a dribbler and I'm an afterthought. People already think that what we are, and we're just going to get bounced out early. He's sick of hearing that shit. Is it because of how he plays? Is that yeah, is, is that yeah. a part? Is that is that a big part of it? Yeah, I think so, man. I think people, you know, again, he plays. He's the only person that plays like that, and we live in that era where you gotta criticize everything. You know, I think sometimes people have to realize, like, yo, there can only be one champion, and like every year there's gonna be a bunch of teams that don't win, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're not winners or they're not winning players. I mean, the Rockets win ball games. You know what I mean, like. I feel like he does everything that he can possibly do to try to put them in a position to win. 
You know, motherfuckers were killing him about his defense. He's at times played a little better on that end of the floor. And offensively, like, yo, he's a problem. It's efficient. It's not like he's out here shooting 30%. You know what I mean? Like, he's putting up numbers. It's efficient, and they win ball games. He's sick of hearing that shit. He's sick of people like Giannis disrespecting him. He's like, I don't even get respect to my peers. Like, come on, man. And that was 100% a shot. Like, that's a big shot. Like, yo, you're seven feet. You just dunk. That takes no skill. Like, try doing what I'm doing. So, yeah, man. I I thought that was very, I I thought that was very, very interesting. (laughs) He was not feeling that shit at all. And he was dead ass. Like it wasn't they won no, eight of ten. I'm sorry. It wasn't it wasn't a tiptoe around or he addressed the comments directly and, and essentially said, Yo, your game is nowhere near as skilled as mine. I do this shit consistently by myself. He said he used the phrase I have to I had to learn how to play basketball. What he yeah. uh, he he disrespected Giannis's game he, to the point where like you're not even really even playing hoop. ball. Yeah, you're just a big guy. You're a big guy that runs the floor and, and goes down and dunks. Like you're, it's all God given. Right, much is what he's saying. Yeah, I came from the bench out in Oklahoma City to the MVP. Like I've been hooping. I, I'm changing the game. You, I, I don't know what you're doing, and no one's gonna really appreciate that until I'm gone. Well, and if you watch Harden play, like, look, man, to, to, to play like that, that's a lot of work. Like, he puts in the work in the offseason. He is in the gym. You know what I mean? That is not just natural talent. Like, I'm not saying that Giannis. I, clearly, Giannis is in the gym. Again, we talked about this last week. He's put on, like, 30 pounds. But James Harden is in the gym perfecting those moves. Like, those step backs, that Euro step, those hezzies, like, you have to work on that. You got to work on that handle. Like, he is in the gym putting in the work in the summertime. Absolutely. Like, no doubt about it. You don't just wake up that good. I mean, he's going so for he, he 35, 6, and 7. This will be Every the, night. This will be the third year in a row he leads the league in scoring. Yeah. So, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I can't, I can't knock what James is doing, but I don't love him. I don't love watching <laughs> him play. I went to the Bulls-Rockets game today. We had, like, thir- I sat third row, and he put on a clinic, but the basketball, the quality of hoops, was really poor, and I think that's what the fans and and everybody else, that's where the knock for James comes. People don't like him, what he's doing, and I'm going to tell you this, there's not not too many fans that watch as much hoops as us, right? So, like, we're on the upper tier of of basketball guys. The casual guys think he's a flat-out cheater, travels every play. Yeah. All he does is go to the line. So there's all there's all that noise that also comes into play, right? So I, I think that's a big a big part of why he feels disrespected. He hears that noise. You mentioned in the audio clip, in the full clip, Rachel Nichols mentions you weren't even mentioned, James, you weren't even mentioned in the top five of the ESPN, uh, top five players in the league. And he was like, Yeah, I don't pay attention to that. And you mentioned anytime someone says they don't pay attention to something. They 100% pay attention. Absolutely do. Every, I mean, everybody does. You know what I mean? Like, everybody does. That clip was all over the place. That stuff is all over the place. He's on social media. He sees it. Like, yeah. you, you know, To not see some shit nowadays, you have to actively go out of your way to not see some shit, especially if it's about you. Dog, you have to ignore your friends, social media, <laughs> television. It's almost impossible. Teammates, yeah. Teammates. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. Like, no one, yeah, no one is out here with blinders on. It's too hard. 
So the answer is, is James Harden underappreciated? What's, what, what, what do you say to that? I don't know if it's – I think we take him for granted. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think he's just kind of taken for granted. Like, I feel like a perfect example is, like, James will get a 50-point triple-double, and it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? Whereas Luka becomes the fastest player to X amount of triple-doubles the other day, and it's like, oh, my God, let's talk about Luka's triple-double for three days. You know what I mean? So it's like different sets of rules for different players, right? Like, certain guys get a triple-double, and it's awesome. Other guys get a triple-double, and it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's almost the same thing kind of with Westbrook. It's like, yo, y'all celebrate triple doubles. Meanwhile, I just averaged one over 240 games. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think it's kind of that level. I think it's just you take it for granted because he does it so much. But, yeah, so if that's a form of being under underappreciated, then, yes, he is. Like, it's gotten to the point where, like, yeah, I think it's under, it's, it is underappreciation. It's like, yo, whatever. Like, it's not easy to do that. If it was oh, that James easy, scored 50 again. Yeah, oh, 50, well, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you know James, what I mean? Look, and they won. You know, oh, oh, listen, the answer to the question is yes. Of course, James Harden yeah. is underappreciated, and I'm guilty of it as well. There's, There's been tons and tons of buzz about Brad Beal going for 40, like 40 points. Yeah. Bro, James Harden does that literally all, all day, all day, all night. There was like, yo, we even talked about a free bad deal. He's been going for 45. He scored 40 like eight straight games. James averages 35. Look, if James Harden goes for 32, 5, and (laughs) 5, if he goes for 32, 5, and 5, that's a bad game. It's a below average game. Below average game. If Luka goes for 32, 5, and 5, we might have a fucking parade. No, he does it every night too. No, I mean he does it every night. But I'm yeah, just saying, like, too, but yes, I, I just know feel what you like mean. the triple double, like for sure, has become one of those stats that like we like for certain players and we don't for other other players are selfish when they get triple doubles and some guys are like transcendent. I think that shit is like the hypocrisy as far as the NBA coverage. But so a lot of that applies to James because we look at what he does as like routine and like that shit's not routine. Going for 45, 12, and 12 is not routine. You know what I mean, like you are impacting the game. I'm going to say another thing that's underappreciated is he plays every night almost. Every night. I'll tell you that. Ain't no low management with James, and he gets a ton of wear playing yeah. all 36, 37 minutes a night for sure. His usage night. is crazy. He never. That's a great point. Yeah. He never load manages. Never ever. load manages, always ever. plays. Unless he's hurt, he's, he's on the floor. Well, and, and he plays 37 minutes a night. That's what I'm saying. He's playing big minutes. Like, that's big minutes. Giannis is playing 29. We just talked about that. Like, yep. 37 minutes. And he's got to. And he has to. And has in 14-15, he played 81 games. In 15-16, he played 82. In 16-17, when he won MVP, he won 81. Or he won he won MVP he in 17-18. I'm sorry. He doesn't but, miss any games. But from 14 to right now, he went 82 games, 81 games, 82 games, 81 games, 72 games. I think he was banged up a little bit when he won MVP. Um he won seventy. He went seventy-eight games last year, and he's played fifty-five this year. So he'll he'll yeah. he'll play upper seventies this year. Well, and look at this. He's played thirty-six minutes a game every year since two thousand twelve. With a lot of those years being thirty-eight minutes a game, and you do not see superstars playing minutes like that anymore Absolutely in today's not. NBA. So yeah, get, put put some respect on James Harden's name, man. So and yeah. he's a Sun Devil. James. And he's a Sun Devil. Shout out to Beard, <laughs> <laughs> Lefty. You already know. I used to see him on campus. He had a beach cruiser. 
Right, he was there. On, uh, my last he's an LA years, guy his too. Two years there, yeah. Come on, he used to man. ride around uh, campus with a backpack, no books, and a beach cruiser. Backpack, <laughs> no books. <laughs> no books, bro. <laughs> yo, why? Why you did see you see him all the time? Yo, why did you? Why did you say that? Like you looked in his bag, you, it just looked light. Oh no, he had like the flat backpack, the bro. Flip-up. You didn't even have to. You didn't even have to pick up the bag. You know, there wasn't nothing there. He was. He had, this was pre. This is no beard, James Hardy. He had the back. He had the beard. backpack where, where it was super. The straps were super yeah. tight. It was super high. It was obviously nothing in but it. But it was the same game. Like we used to watch him in college and be like, "How does he get twenty? Because he's not athletic, and like he didn't have anywhere near like the ball skills he has now, obviously. But like he was just some dudes get buckets, and like we talk about all. He the was just a bucket getter. Crafty. Guy. He was just giving. He was just giving you twenty in college, like it was nothing. Yeah. In the pack ten at the time. So, yeah, that yeah. James, that James had no beard, short hair, and crooked teeth. <laughs> buckets. That was, a, that was a different guy. Terrible teeth, bro. Yeah, that was a different dude. Yeah, different guy. Buckets, though. Different guy. Okay, let me ask you this: Will James Harden win a title? Um. Oh Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't put it past him, man. Look, man. I mean, this 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 LeBron thing is gonna eventually come to an end, and. I feel like there's more the teams are even now man like that's what's so cool about this year like there's no like even though like the Bucks are dominant and all that like I really feel like there's four or five teams that can win the title I'm not ready to say that Houston is one of those but if at the end of the year Houston was the championship champion I wouldn't be like oh my god that's absolutely crazy you know what I mean I'd be like I didn't see that coming but yeah I, I, I he'll want he could yeah I'm not gonna say he will but I would not be surprised if he did I'm not gonna be like he will never like we were talking about Dame James never winning one. Like, James could win a title. Because they keep trying, too. Like, Maury swings for the fences, so who knows what he's going to come up with. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about that before. Like, yo, the Rockets will try anything. Something might stick. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you this. I love the comments on, uh, I think his last name is Fritter, the Rockets owner. Oh, that dude, Tillman Fertitta? Yeah, Fertitta, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I loved his comments on, you know, we were She's obsessed. Nuts. We were obsessed with beating Golden State. No one out here scares us like that. He, That guy sounds like he's ready to do whatever he's got to do to win a title. Pay the tax. He's a, and, and, and they were already dude. They already had a ton of money in the tax that they were dealing with yeah. before. But he seems like he'll, he's, he's trying to go for it. He'll give Maury whatever he needs to do if he really feels like they have a shot. And they they seem to be puffing their chest out without Golden State running around. And like you said, this LeBron James thing, he's going to retire. And that's going to open up a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in the West. And James will be right there waiting for that to happen. And he's going to retire. And if they were brought, I don't think he's going to hang around. Like LeBron might fuck around and retire averaging 24, 8, and 8. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're going to see those, like, weak LeBron years at the end of his career where he's just, like, holding on. He's accomplished so much and obviously has a lot going ahead. Like, we could be two years away from the end of LeBron, honestly. Even though it doesn't look like it right now, like, he will be 37. That's what I was saying. That's why you remember, yo, we talked about it, man. You better go see LeBron. Yeah, better go. Better go pay the ticket. Go pay the ticket. Go watch it. It'll be over quick. Over but so, hey, it's it's funny. Um, so a lot, like I've been told you, I've listened to a lot of the NBA Sirius XM, and they've been talking a lot about the Rockets. And one thing that, like, uh, Amin Hassan was bringing up that kind of makes sense, like, you look at the Rockets, they always win a lot of regular season games, but then they've obviously had their issues in the playoffs. But he was talking, he's like, yo, if you're on a team, like, if you're a head coach and you're about to play Houston, who is clearly playing this style that literally nobody else in the league plays, especially now, 
with the fact that they're playing like PJ Tucker at the five. He's like in the heat of the season, you don't have time to sit around and prepare for that. Like you don't have time to draw up a whole new game plan and all that just for one game. So a lot of teams just end up saying, fuck it, we're going to do what we're going to do. And if they beat us, they beat us. It's almost like Houston's a scheduled loss to a lot of teams because you're not really going to waste You're not going to waste a bunch of time trying to do this yeah. small ball, yeah. Especially the next day you play a regular team. So it's like when you finally see them in a seven-game series and then at that time you're sitting down game planning for that, um, teams are able to play them a lot better, which I thought was kind of interesting. It does kind of make sense, but at the same time, like – I mean, we I always talk about that, how seven-game series are different animals. It's different animal. Different animal. You mean I got to yeah. see this guy. I, I have to beat this these guys four times? Yeah. And two of them probably are not going to be at the crib? Yeah. Like, man, this is <coughs> tough. So, yeah, I thought that that was kind of uh, kind of interesting. But hey, they got Russ over there, and Russ is hungry. And I think that's a great thing for them, too. Russ is – Yeah, he seems Russ. like Russ is pissed off He's now, comfy. too. Yeah, he's comfy. Russ is pissed. Uh, <laughs> it seems like every night Russ gets on the mic and is like, I don't give a damn. He's, and he's talking about somebody else. Yeah. I don't give a damn what the refs think. I don't give yeah. a damn what the <laughs> yeah. I don't give a damn what the fans think. I don't he's give a mad. damn what like, he he's mad at, at somebody every night. You know what I'm saying? Because so, he's on that same plan as James. He's disrespected too. He said, I just averaged a triple double for 250 games. What more do you want from me? Three straight years, triple double. Stop playing. Like y'all, come on, man. I don't I don't want to hear it anymore. He's think, and yeah. What's crazy is that before that started going on, that was such a revered thing. And now it's he's it's complete, he's completely muddled it to the point where it's like not a not not a big deal at all anymore. But it is for certain guys, and that's what I don't understand. And I hate to make it sound like I'm railing against the Luke. I'm not railing against Luca. I just rail against the Luca love because it's funny to me. But like his triple doubles matter, and nobody else is doing. Well, it's, so it's, he's 20 years it. old. Yeah, I get it. I, I, you know, this one, hey man, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's doing stuff LeBron was doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, that's why it gets a little extra love. But yeah, I mean, nah, I that growing up. When we used to talk about triple doubles, it, that was oh. like, oh my god, he went berserk. Ice Cube said it, messed around and got a triple. Messed double. around and got a triple double like that. <laughs> yeah. You had a you had a stellar it was a evening. coveted thing, right? Yeah. A, a elite evening. <laughs> now it's like oh triple double, huh? Like that. That's how crazy that Russell Westbrook stretch was. Yeah. So. So we'll see, man. That the the Rockets. Now that can you imagine if the Rockets? I, I know I don't want to go too much off on a tangent that has absolutely no chance of happening, but the Rockets need Zion Williamson at the five. That's the that's that would the, be that yeah, would be, be insane. That's what yeah. they need. But yeah, I'm obviously not. That's like quadrupling crazy. down on yeah. that small ball. Yeah, thing. It, that would, this, yeah, yeah. They, it, it would be lights out for that. Yeah. Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys. Yo, I'm gonna say this off top. As much as I don't really give a fuck about the Cowboys, because like whatever, I find myself like interested in. Interested in all the, the the noise, like it's weird. I don't really care about the Cowboys, right? But they they somehow get my attention. Like I can well, then, hear, Jerry's, then Jerry's doing his job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I find myself stopping, and when people talk about the Cowboys, I listen to them. Yeah. And if it was any other team, I would hundred percent just change the channel. But for like some reason, something about the Cowboys, like. 
I don't care, but I guess I care a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about the Knicks. It's like fuck the Knicks. Who cares? But yeah, like when, yeah, I don't care. I literally don't talking care about, about the Knicks, them, but it's like, like so interesting to hear their situation. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Um, Jerry Jones spoke on. Uh, like, like we said in the intro, when Jerry Jones speaks, people listen. He talked at the combine about Dak Prescott and the squad and the Dak deal. And what I'm going to have to do, and I got some quotes for you. Before I get into the quote, let me tell you a quick story about Jerry Jones. <laughs> about six, maybe this might be even like 10 years ago now. No, maybe not that long ago. Eight years ago, I went to Cowboys Cardinals. And it was actually an overtime thriller. The Cardinals won at the buzzer. It was off the hook. Jerry Jones, we got there early. We had really good seats. Jerry Jones came out pregame, and he walked over to, like, the people that were on the edge in the Cowboy stuff and just kind of gave him the wave, and, like, he was walking around the field. He had presence from about 35, 40 yards away, bro. Just the aura? Just the aura. Yes, man. Yeah. Like, he, he's one of those guys. So, I get why every time he opens his mouth that people want to hear him. And, obviously, he's a billionaire. He owns the Cowboys. He's very outspoken. Um, people just like Jerry. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, – remember that story with Jerry and the Young Joint came out? That shit kind of disappeared quick, too. Real quick. Remember that? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Jerry had the Young Joint with him. Him yeah. and uh, him and uh, my guy in New England got the same PR. Yeah, the, the, the disappearance. The the disappear, they, yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> they got the. They got the. They got Murdoch hey, man, on line you got, one. You got money, man. You can control the narrative. They got Murdoch on line one. Hey, Where, Robert, remember they were about to release the craft video, and then all of a sudden crickets. All of a sudden the video. They, Look at that. They, no, he's like, we, we won't be having any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be having any of that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I, I donate too much money. Yeah, no, 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 no. We won't be I give a donation yet. to your charity. We'll go ahead and make that video disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Jerry gets on the mic. He starts talking about Dak. This is this is, and I quote Jerry Jones on talks with quarterback Dak Prescott. For all practical purposes, I mean this is a deal that ultimately I have to do. And when I say I do, I have to sign the check. Okay, so it's so it's got to fit. It just has to fit, and it has to fit a lot of things. For me, this is not about Dak. It's about the team and how to win, and that's not going to be any, and, and that's not being in any way negative. I think the world of Dak, but it's about the team, and if it doesn't feel right, it won't happen. Ooh. Man. Reminder since all y'all want to come out here, no catch up included. And talk about how I need to give him all this money. Let me remind y'all. I'm the one. This money coming out of my pocket. So if I don't, I don't, do I, shit. If I don't feel comfortable about this shit. I ain't signing shit. And if it don't fit the team. And, and, it, and it's not. doesn't It doesn't greater. The Dallas, it doesn't make the Dallas Cowboys position in the NFC East greater. And in the NFC East as a whole. I'm not signing shit. It's a- AKA, remember who you're dealing with. Yep. That's what I that's what I took from it. That was the translation for me. 
Would you like to hear from Dak? Nope. Just don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Keep letting Jerry come out and make fucking statements like this. You know what I mean? Like to keep keep letting him come out and puff his chest and keep and keep adding fuel to the fire and let him do all the talking. Dak has nothing to gain by speaking. He has nothing to gain by getting into a media war with the Cowboys. Like right now, you know, he he's he looks good in this whole situation. He he doesn't want to come out and say something that might have the narrative flip on him or make make him seem greedy. Not that we would think that, but you know how people are. Um, yeah, he should just get, okay, sure, Jerry, keep talking. You know what? Let's see what you say when I don't show up in August. Cool. Hold your interviews then. Hey Zeke, where'd you stay in Cabo? All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you got, the, <laughs> you got, you got points. That you got points. <laughs> Look, so Jerry Jones don't show up. Look, look, it's to, easy to your point. So Jerry Jones then says on the possibility of Prescott missing some or all of the offseason program if the team uses the franchise tag on him. It's a technicality. Certain certainly having going to keep all his rights to be trite. We're not going to let a technicality issue the thing. He said. No, it's not a concern of mine. Dak understands. In my mind, one of the great things about Dak is his commitment to building a team. I don't have an issue there. That's just the reality of the thing. I'm not in any way going to not have his rights for one minute. This is where it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, wait, like, like you own him? That, that's pretty much what he said. And he does. He does control kind of where he's at right now. But Dak can kind of change the narrative on that. But yeah. – Dak understands. I'm, Dak doesn't understand because I'm gonna tell you this: they've the it's not like the Cowboys haven't been offering him a deal. They've offered him a deal, and Dak essentially is like, "No, that's not gonna be enough for where I'm at." Right? So there's just, and and this is why I would like to hear from Dak. <coughs> the only reason, only thing that I would like to hear from Dak and, and for him to come out and say is say this: Listen. So I am clear to the Cowboys fans and, and, and the Cowboys and whoever, I will not be showing up if I get a franchise tag. You can forget about that. So unless we lock in a deal, do not expect to see Dak Prescott anytime soon. That, that's all he would need to say. Yeah, I, then, don't want, and, I don't even want him saying that. No, because then in my opinion – when when Jerry does franchise him, he's letting you know, if I'm Dak, I'm letting you know right now, I'm letting the fans know right now, I'm letting the media know right now, if I get a franchise, I'm not coming. So that gives us plenty of time to get a deal done. If we don't get a deal done by then, it's on Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. You don't agree? I think it's on them regardless because if he doesn't say anything, it just leaves the Cowboys to keep having to answer, answer these questions. And if he doesn't say anything and then doesn't show up, then they have to deal with that shit storm. Just don't say anything, man. Don't don't come off as you're a hard ass. Don't draw any lines in the sand. Just stay in you the have gym. Said what you, you have said what you need to say when you told your agents the parameters of the deal that you would accept. Let them do their job. Don't show up. Like, don't show up, man. You saw what happened. Zeke played hardball and they paid him. I'm just not going to show up, guys. It's okay. People are like, oh, a quarterback has never held out. Well, guess what? They could have paid him. We talked about, we've been talking now about Dak Prescott getting paid for a year. Full they, 12 we months. Knew this is what we, 
You knew this is what was going to happen. Were they hoping he would have a bad year this year? I mean, I just don't get. They could have got him for 30 per, I feel like, beginning of the season. For some reason, you were still trying to see what you had. Unless you're right, you can do that. But now understand this is the situation that you're in. And if I'm Dak and I'm like, well, hold on, this Mahomes extension could be coming. Maybe I'll just wait and see what happens with that. They're talking about that won't happen until next year now, too. Yeah, well, I know that. I saw, I heard what their GM came out and said. But yeah. either way, look, man, Dak has the leverage, man. He does not have to play. Le'Veon showed you. Le'Veon Bell, everybody said, oh, eventually he's going to come back. Eventually he's going to come back. Man, he stayed at home all year. I said, fuck that. Y'all are going to pay me. You don't want to pay me? Release me. Somebody else will pay me. Nah, he should not show up. He should not answer any questions. He should not say a damn thing other than I do when they hand him the contract that he wants. That's it. No time for talking. He did his talking on the field. Why? What? What do you? What do you think? The what's the pause? Why? Why? Why hasn't he got a deal? If I feel like if this was Mahomes, he would have got a deal. Or yeah, if this I, was, that's the question you know that Dax I mean? asking. What's, why? What's, yeah. What is? What the do pause you think? Of paying, what, what do you yeah. think the pause is? Maybe they don't. I, I think that Jerry don't doesn't you think view him Jerry as ultra elite. And I don't think Jerry wants to set the market with a Dak Prescott contract. I think Darius Darius telling him, "Hey, we see you in this group, and this is what this group of guys is getting paid." I think Dak is like, "You're not going to pay me the same amount of money as Jared Goff. It's just not going to happen." Is there any credence to he doesn't play well against good teams? No, because I'm going to maybe this. maybe he doesn't, but the team doesn't. I mean, yeah, he is the team, but. Because they were eight and eight this year, Doc. Yeah. You want me to let me, you want me to give you their eight wins? No, no, we know they're all bad teams. They probably beat the Giants twice. They beat the Giants, Redskins. They they went Giants, Redskins, <coughs> Dolphins, Eagles, Giants, Lions, Rams, Redskins, Rams, Texans. Oh no, that was the preseason. So yeah, Redskins, Redskins, Rams, Lions. Giants, Eagles, Dolphins, Redskins, Giants. Lost to the Saints, the Packers, the Jets, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Bills, and the Bears, and the yeah. Eagles. So literally every good team on the schedule they lost to. So for the Bears aren't a good team, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're dude, I, for sure, 100% right. But again, I mean, if I'm Dak, I'm, I'm just pointing out to my 30 touchdowns and my 5,000 yards and, and all that. It is what it is, man. He, he, he's, he's not going to take any blame for that. You're never going to catch me giving guys like Dak Prescott slander, and I want him to get paid every dollar. I think he deserves it. But they, they haven't been busting people ass. I will say this, and if you think back on some of those games, the game against the Packers, he started the game off really poorly. The loss at the Saints, they scored 10 points. The game against the Patriots, they scored 9 points. That was in a snowstorm, though, or a a rainstorm, whatever you want to call it. They played the Bills, they scored 15 points. That's one of the best teams in the league on defense. So, I mean, there are those questions in – you just, at the end of the day, 
even if you have a little pause, you don't let him walk, right? You no. don't you don't you don't ostracize him and start franchise tagging him. He showed enough to where he's time to get paid. I get that he might not be he's not your top five quarterback in the league right now today, but he, he's not far out and you pay guys like that. So would you would you set the market with a Dak Prescott contract? I think that's what he's asking for. I, I'm not. Uh, I mean, this is the or thing. Would you do it? If you, that's pretty. Much, yeah. Would you take you the Jerry set, approach or if not? If you yeah. set the market, and setting the market is 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 you're essentially say you feel like you overpaid for him, but you overpaid for him by fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million dollars. Then yeah, I guess you set the market and you eat that little bit of money because that's not a big dollar. At over the end four of the or day. five years, yeah, yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? I think over, I think over four or five years, they're arguing over five, like probably like five million per. Yeah. So, that, so that comes out to twenty, twenty-five million bucks, right? Well, which in football could be four or five players, though. Three or four players. I mean, no, nah, bro, depth. five million dollars. That's a couple roster spots. That's a couple, yeah, a couple spots. roster Under, spots. That's a couple. Yeah, U- that's some UFAs. And some, some bullshit. Who, I mean, that yeah. shit matters, bro. It's the NFL, though. It doesn't matter as much to having your quarterback be fucking For upset sure. and pissed off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's where it is. This is the final answer. Is Dak Prescott worth setting the market with a new deal? No. But if that's going to cost you, if it's going to cost you $20 million to set the new market, then you have to set it because it's not worth all the stuff that comes with it if you don't set it. That's my opinion. Yeah. Hey, what does Jalen Rose say? It's not about what I'm worth. It's about what somebody's willing to pay me. You heard me. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) That's all it is. Chicago only talk. We're going to flip this with who am I? The Cubs and the Marquee Network. If you've been under a rock, the Cubs have started a new network, 24-7 Cubs content all the times. At all times, they're going to broadcast the games on the Marquee Network. They have a set of announcers, a set of Marquee sideline reporters, this is is one of Rickett's final plays into controlling everything Chicago Cubs, and that's the television network. The big problem is Marquee has deals with people like AT&T, DirecTV, um, a, a, a suburb carrier, the Wild Network. He doesn't have a TV deal done with Comcast. In short... You won't be able to watch the games if you have Comcast. You won't be able to watch Chicago Cubs baseball, which you've been able to watch without an issue your entire life, and people across the country have been able to watch their entire life on WGN. That, that, uh, currently, that's not locked in for Comcast. Which covers half the city. That's half the city. The majority of the folks in Chicago, their cable provider is Comcast. Cubs don't have a deal. Now, all the all the custom content's great. Yo, Wilson Contreras, let's follow him to go get his a suit fitted. John Lester's going on a camping trip uh, to to hunt. Let's go follow him and bring a camera crew. Let's bring you behind the scenes, Javi Baez, oiling his mitt, <laughs> whatever it is. Right, this yeah. is all dope. Twenty four hour cup content all day long. If you can't show me the game on opening night, it's null and void. Period, point blank. 
we were talking about so Ricketts this is one of this is Ricketts final chess move on building up and controlling everything Chicago Cubs. He yep. he has been a master at capitalizing on Chicago Cubs fans' passion and what they are willing to pay and do to go to games, see games, whatever, and marquee is nothing different. He's been a master at making a ton of money by acting like he's trying to improve the franchise and the stadium and what it looks like and the neighborhood around it. That will improve. He's also a master at claiming he's broke. But. That, will, that, will, <laughs> that will improve the product on the field. But in actuality, he's just lining his pockets as much as he can, and that's what the Marquee Sports Network is too. I, I want, I'm going to control. If you want to watch, you want to watch the Cubs, yo? You're going to have to watch them on Marquee. Who owns Marquee? Tom Ricketts does. Yep. You were saying you hadn't been down there yet. The, yeah, so I haven't been down there since they've redone the area. Like, you know, obviously I've heard a lot about it. and I, I know it's not what it used to look like, which to me, like, is probably why I haven't been down there. Because I'm not even a Cubs fan, but I always enjoyed going down there. You know, you go to a game. You spill out to some dive bar, you know, the whole area is kind of set up around there, but it wasn't all like yuppified and, you know, nice and pretty. I heard it's real, it's real pretty now. It's too pretty the, for they, me. They got like, they got like the juice spots and the, they got like a Whole Foods down there. You can there get some sushi, everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, need that. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. We, we still got to go. We'll go to a game this year. Yeah, beaches. yeah, I'm going to go. I want to check it out, but you know, I miss, I like the old, I don't know, man. I like the old gritty shit, man. Yeah, I love that gritty shit. Listen, not everything needs to be super nice, man. Like, yeah, it's that's just not what it's about. Like every day, Chicago loses a piece of its grittiness, man. Like different areas. Like I was like, I was in like Humboldt Park a couple weeks ago. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, certain parts of Humboldt Park little pockets are super, super nice now. Super nice, like yeah, like I get it, but at the same time, it's like nah, man. I need the where the culture. I need, the bod- I need. Where's the bodegas? You know what I'm saying? I need all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah. So listen, man. If Chicago Cubs fans get to opening day, this is a non-story right now, but it's something to bring up and, and kind of keep your eye on because I mean we're we're far enough away from opening day that they have time to get a deal done. But if opening day gets near, bro, and half the city can't turn on the marquee network and watch the Cubs opening day, it's going to be a major, major issue. That will follow them around for the entire year, no matter what they do. It's it, That's all the questions will be about. That's, all, that's every press conference, everything. That's the only thing people are going to be talking about. They have to get that done. What are your Absolutely. thoughts on what are your thoughts on the network in general and just how them going about it that way? Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think they're a big enough entity in which they can do that, you know. So I think he's it's well within his right to start his own network. Like you said, it'll be cool for the fans. You'll be able to pretty much do Cub stuff twenty four hours a day. You'll get an inside look, all of that stuff. But none of it matters if you can't get it to half the city, and none of that really matters if that's where the games are going to be because people ultimately want to be able to watch the Cubs game. And if you're blacking out half the city. Because you can't reach a deal, no matter who's right or wrong, fans are gonna look at that like, "Come on, man! Like, are you kidding me?" Because, like you said, we've always been able to watch Cubs games across the country with WGN, 
and you made a big deal about starting this network, but you couldn't have the business in line to have it ready to go. And we were dangerously close to opening day. What is three or four weeks away and you don't have a deal done yet. Like that's crazy to me. Plus they don't have the YouTube TV deal done with a lot of people cord cutting. Like you need to have all these streaming services lined up. You need to have your cable behemoths lined up. Like that deal needs to be made. Fans aren't trying to hear that shit. So yeah, it's a terrible look. It's a bad look. That's the first thing you need to have done. You shouldn't yeah, even that's, be. That's a, I don't get. You yeah, shouldn't I'm, even be announcing that we're going to switch to a network until the shit, the TV shit's done. Already done. Forget about all this other extracurricular shit and the the cool content. Fuck all that. The 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 thing that needs to be done is I need to be able to turn and watch the game, bro. When yes. I get home from work. Simple as that. Now you're this gonna. This is an iconic brand. Yo, you're gonna have people trying to figure out if the bar that they go to down the street is a Comcast carrier. Like, yo, if you guys have marquee, like, it's going to be a disaster, bro. <laughs> like, well, you, you feel what I'm saying? To- and you want people familiar with the network, too. You don't want the first time anyone turns it on is game day because you just got the deal done five minutes before opening pitch. Yeah, that's another good point, actually. You want people familiar with the talent that you got on there. You want them knowing the lineup. Like, people... You want people integrated into the marquee network before the season starts. And right about now is when people are going to start saying, okay, I want to start watching some Cubs content. I want to start getting ready for the year. Like, you know, football and all that's done. I'm ready to get into baseball. But you can't even deliver that content now. Like, right now should be, like, the best time for that network. Yo, this is what we're going to be doing. These are some of the shows that we're going to be having. These are some of our color people. This is all the different things that we have going on. Yo, this is our studio. Check it out. What do y'all think? You know, because right now you should be getting valuable feedback on the network to make whatever minor alterations you might need to make before the season starts. Well, now you've lost that luxury. So people are going to be watching. If if they are able to watch the games, they're also going to be watching the game, critiquing the network. You're going to be making changes, stuff like that. Half of your customers are not available. It's like a soft open at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, you don't do that with a fucking TV network. Not with the not with the sports. And these TV are business people, anyway. man. Like, yeah, these are business people. You are in the entertainment business. Yo, Comcast kind of got them by the nuts now, too. They definitely do. They 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 should get a nice little deal. Yeah, Comcast like we're showing everything else, just not y'all. Yeah, what? Nah, we're not. As a matter of fact, and it's embarrassing for the Cubs because it just looks like it's a big blunder on this marquee network. To what you said was Ricketts like final piece of the pie. I've built up the area. I've done the renovations. I've won a World Series. I've built a competitive team. Now, my last thing that I'm doing, my legacy is the Marquee Network. Yep. And you can't launch it right. You know, and who knows what's going to happen because we've seen all these things go. People dig in. And if Comcast does actually have all the leverage, they're going to be like, yeah, these are our terms. But we just won't carry your channel. What were some of... When we were doing some research and talking about this off mic, you had some. Uh, what were some 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 markets that currently don't don't show that their, their major league either basketball, football, whatever, bath baseball, so whatever. A lot of it seems like it's neighboring markets. So, like for instance, Iowa, they were saying uh, here are the regions that blacked out for three or more teams for MLB TV. So, for instance, Iowa has the Cubs blacked out, the White Sox the Cardinals, the Royals, the Twins, and the Brewers, which are all the areas around them. Uh, You look at Southern Nevada, it's the Padres, the Angels, the Dodgers, the A's, the Giants, the D-backs. 
So they have all these blackouts all around baseball in these surrounding areas that essentially alienate the, 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 the fans of that area from the team, which I've never understood blackouts to begin with. I remember I was in Iowa and I was trying to watch a Bulls game and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, I, I don't really understand why I can't. Why would you why would you want to deny me access to the game? You know, it's not going to make me. It used to be like, oh, well, I mean, the Hawks used to do it. And it was like, oh, we want people to go to the games. I'm not going to these games. You know, I want to be able to watch them. So I don't really get the logic in that. It seems like it's one of those business things that just leaves the fans screwed. 100%. And I'm going to I'm going to give you a big one that's bl- that that uh deal with blackouts. The Denver Nuggets out in Denver, one of the best basketball teams in the league, have to deal with their fans have to deal with blackout issues. They're a really? lot of, Yeah, a lot of their people don't get Denver Nuggets games, right? What's the logic? Is they have a network that they want you to purchase or what are they trying like to do? This guy like this guy on Reddit mentioned um being being televised on NBA TV as well as Altitude. Altitude must be the network. If I don't have cable but have PS View, which includes NBA TV, it will be blacked out on that channel because it's on Alt. Just want oh, to know. Oh yeah. So look, that happens to the Bulls. Yeah, if you if they show the game on NBA TV, but you don't have whatever channel it's on, it's blacked out on NBA TV. League Pass is blacked out. Right. That's a perfect example. Like League Pass is blacked out. Yeah, but so I can't but, watch Bulls games on the League Pass app, even though I pay look, for League Pass. But look, there's there's articles all over the place. Denver Nuggets fans trying to find trying to find ways around TV blackout ahead of Friday's opener. Like they they were dealing with this too. I'm going to tell you something. Denver is not Chicago. Yeah. Like you you could you could peddle this nonsense to Denver Nuggets fans about not playing the Denver Nuggets games. In Chicago, you have to show the Chicago Cubs when they're playing. I don't. Yeah. That's it's it's, it's that simple. Yeah. So they got to get the deal done. I'm looking forward to the season because that means it's getting warm. You know what baseball means? I don't even love baseball, but you know what that means? It's Summer. Getting, it's getting warmer. Summertime. Summer's coming. Yep. Go to Wrigley, grab a dog, and chill. Like, I love going to Wrigley. I'm, I'm going to be at the South. I'm going to go. Yeah, you going to support day. your boys this year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already talked about but I'm, I want to go to opening day. Oh, okay. Um, I've, I've never been up. to opening day. I've never been to opening day either. And then that Saturday, uh, the Saturday after open day, they're giving out White Sox vests. I'm going to need to grab my vest. You know what I mean? <laughs> tickets, tickets are cheap, bro. The team's going to be decent. And you know the food. You know the food. You know the food. You know the food is decent over there. The experience of the White Dude, Sox. Your game, ass man, not going to get there man. early enough to get a vest. I'm going, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see. That's why I'm hot. My boy. That's why I'm hot. My boy Boyder's moving away, man. I already told him I was like, man, I want to hit some games this year. But no, I'm gonna go check him out this year for sure. Yo I ass, like going to the park, man. They were just so bad for so long, you know. Yo ass not gonna it. get there early enough. You gonna? We'll, gee, we'll see. Nah, we'll see. Out. You better get, bring some cash so you could buy one. Nah, bro. You, uh, you hop on. You hop on the train. You're there. Easy. 45, <laughs> 40, 45 yeah, minutes. Right. Nothing. It's easy. But yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna go. I'm gonna check it out. I'm not Mr. Baseball though. Like you know, I don't. You know, I go. I, I watch it because it's fun. All I'm day. never gonna like get into it like that and go all crazy about it, but yeah, you know, check it out, man. You guys got the mascot as as the manager, so you'd be good. Ricketts, we need the Cubs on Comcast ASAP, man. Get that done. Let's close this show with a little "Who Am I?" Too many legendary hoopers out here getting getting forgotten, getting pushed to the wayside that played ridiculous careers. So I'm gonna lead it off. Big Nick the Quick's gonna go second. Okay. This guy was drafted 
Oh, well, oh, oh, let's give let's give the premise though. So you're gonna give me some clues. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On yeah, a particular yeah. player, a legend, a legend. And I need to try to figure out who it is. Yeah, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the way with some early clues, and I'm gonna give the more and more clues, the easier it'll be to guess, and then he'll try to guess it, and hopefully y'all listening will be able to guess it before Nick says the name. But that's the game. Who am I? Okay. I was drafted in the late nineties. Defensive guy. Played 19 years in the NBA. Won a Defensive Player of the Year award. I led the league in blocks four times. I started... Do you have any idea yet? Late 90s, led the league. I know who it is, yeah. Who? I know exactly, I know exactly who it is. Who is it? Marcus Camby. Fuck. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did you know that? <laughs> yo, Marcus Camby is a... Marcus Camby yo, was a monster. 19, 19 years in the league, straight out of he, UMass, Marcus Camby. He was... Wasn't a, he playing on the Knicks in like 2015 or some shit? Like, he just left the league dude, not too long 2013, ago. 2013, he was on the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, was getting was checks, yeah. Second, yeah. <laughs> 19 years he played he averaged almost four blocks twice. 3.7 and 3.6. It's crazy. Wasn't he the number one pick in the draft? Um was he? Is he the number one or number two? 90, yeah. 96 NBA 90, 96 NBA draft. Hold on, let me look at <laughs> Yeah. I think that was the AI year. I think he was the number one pick, the AI and uh no AI was number one. He might have been number two. That was the Kobe year. Yeah, number that, two. It? Number two. Yeah, he was number two. Yeah. AI, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Hey, you ain't getting over on me, dog. Come Never, on, dog. I thought I, man, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I would at least have to say the Raptors. And then, no, nah, you knew my Hoopers. I know my Hoopers. <laughs> Steph Mar, Yo, this fucking, this, uh, this draft class was dumb. Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker. Shout out, Twan. Twan. Uh, Lorenzen Wright. Blue, blue 130 mil. Legendary, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Kerry Kittles. Samaki Walker. Shout out, Kerry Kittles. Yeah, for sure. Eric Dampier. I should, Kerry Kittles would have been a good one to do, actually. Yeah, that would have been a real good one. He only played eight years, though. Kerry Kittles? Did yeah. he get hurt? Um, I don't know. He only played eight seasons, which is crazy. Those those nuts teams. Um, Camby played seventeen years, not nineteen. My bad. Yeah, he was in the league my forever. Math. Yeah, my math was wrong. Um, mid range. He had a he had that mid range. Kobe. Kobe was in that. Peja was in that. Nash. Peja. Dude, thir- Yo, picks 13, 14, 15 are Kobe, Peja, Sardakovich, and Steve Nash. That shit's yeah, stupid. That's crazy. Jermaine O'Neal. Deep ass draft. Jermaine yeah. O'Neal. <laughs> Bucket. Derek Fisher. Wow. Oh man, that's all. Wife stealer, the-, <laughs> the snake, Derek the Snake Fisher. <laughs> yo, that's all. Yo, you know who else is in that draft? Second huh. round, played thirteen seasons, went to Drexler. This is an impossible one. This is super tough. Thirteen uh, seasons went to Drexler. Hold on. Yeah, thirteen seasons went to Drexler. Drexler. Uh, Drexler. Uh, uh, give me another hit. Drafted by Charlotte. Um, this is such a tough one, dude. What did he do? What was his? What was his purpose? He's a scrapper, and he didn't do anything. He was like his game was like mine. Two-time NBA champ. 
San Antonio Ooh. Spurs. That's Bruce good, Bowen. No, that's a good clue. San Antonio Spurs scrapper didn't do scrapper much of shit. Just Scrap, big man or little man? Middle middle man. <laughs> little little guy. Middle no middle man six seven. Middle. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. They called this guy the Shack of the NAC. I don't even know what that is. Oh, is he a guy that was available for five fouls? Um, San Antonio Spurs, bro. Early two thousands. I can't think of it, man. Dude, Who Ma- is it? Malik Rose. Oh, shout out Malik Rose. <laughs> hey, Malik listen, man. Rose. If you can get 13 years out the league being Malik Rose, shout out to Malik yeah, Rose. Shout He's out living Malik, a great life. Malik Rose. Oh, living a great man. life. Malik Hell of a life. Yeah, Hell of a life. All right, I'm going to give you my guy. All right. Try to pull Marcus Canby on me. I thought that was a little tougher than it was, I guess. All right. So, keeping up with the last time when I gave you Monte. I got another high school player, second round pick. He's actually picked 32nd overall in, uh, I guess the year would matter, wouldn't it? Let me give you his year. In uh, 98. 98 draft. Okay. Okay. Um, from Houston. So he's from the city of Houston. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> started off his career. Actually, I can't give you this. It's going to be said, too easy. Said, I'll, go, I'll go to it later. You said, huh? you said he was drafted out of high school, right? Drafted out of high school. Yeah, okay. from Houston. From okay. Houston. Um, switched teams in free agency. At the time, he signed the largest deal in NBA history. Okay. So six years for $118 million. 100% good player, but 100% was in the right place at the right time. Like, I think the cap oh, I had know, jumped I, up. I already know who you're talking about. And he opened up. Go, Two-time keep, All-Star. Keep going just for the people listening. But I, Two-time, I, I think I you probably will it. get it. Yep. Two-time All-Star. Yeah. He was the second leading scorer on a finals team. Yeah, Orlando Magic. Average, average, yep, average 19 and yep. 6 on that playoff run. In his prime, consistent 18 to 20 point per game scorer. Yep. 40% three-point shooter. Yep. Best year, 06 for 7. Yep. And 100% right now in 2020 would be a max guy in the NBA. Was a stretch four before we started calling them that. Richard Play Lewis. Play on any team. Huh? Richard Lewis, 100%. Richard Lewis. Yeah. 100% Richard Lewis. Shout out Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis had a phenomenal career. And he got a title at the end. He got a title in 2013 yeah. with the Heat. And he got a title and, at the end. And he had, had a, a ratchet, bro. Yo, like, he, he had, had, the, a, had the 6'10", could shoot threes, 3'4", three, play D. Great, dude, great career. Max player in 2020. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, he would play in any era. Like, Richard Lewis is 100%. And remember those Magic teams? They were way ahead of their time because it was pretty much Dwight and Shooters. 100%. Remember that? Yep. It was Dwight, Turkaloo. Turkaloo was a monster that Yo, year. Love Turkaloo. Rashard Lewis, my man's Jameer Nelson. Shout out Jameer Nelson. Yeah. St. Joe's finest. Yep. Um, there was a couple other heads on that team, but yeah. Yeah, Rashard Lewis, bro. As soon as you said highest paid, I was like, oh, it's Rashard Lewis. Yeah, Rashard Lewis. <laughs> Time for 118 million. Yeah, Rashard, Rashard right, got right that Right place, bet. right time, all star. No, dude, it's crazy. Rashard Lewis right now today, 40 years old. That's it? Yeah, that's crazy. August one, August eighth, nineteen seventy nine. That's Lewis. Only, I think he's playing in the big three, isn't he? Uh, is he? Yeah, he was playing in the big three. Yeah, he's only forty. Craziness. Mr. Basketball USA in nineteen ninety eight. Damn, I thought I was gonna get you a shard. Nah, shard. The highest paid that, that dude. <laughs> Seattle, Orlando yeah. Magic. Yeah, he went to Washington yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shout out Rashard Lewis. Six year deal. <laughs> Never averaged more than twenty two again. Didn't need to. <laughs> like perfect second, perfect like second best player yeah, on your team though. For sure. He was uh this might be this yeah, I'm not even gonna say it, but yeah, he was uh, a good second option. Yeah.
Nah, nah, it wasn't even that he slandered. He, 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 I'm not even gonna say it, but yeah, he was a good, uh, good second option for sure. That's it for No Catch Up Chicago Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little Big Nick the Quick. Make sure you subscribe, man. I love that Who Am I? That's a good game. Yep. Enjoy the weekend. Lock in. Tell your homies. Leave us a five-star review. We got some big things we're working on, man. We, we, we steady coming. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago.